0: and welcome to a new episode of set lusting bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music and mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson and we are here in the big episode 21 with bruce bud chris hello chris how you doing (laughs) i'm doing good jesse i am so glad you joined us why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Broussard from uh, Hammond, Louisiana, and really glad to be on the show today. I'm Glad Jesse invited me to talk Bruce uh, with him, and you know, I hope uh, you know, hope we have a good discussion here. I've been a Bruce fan for actually, I'm, I'm probably going into my 20th year right now as a Bruce fan, so I'm celebrating my 20th anniversary right around this time, actually.
0: Very nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. good. I look forward to hearing that. Um, we are going to try not to get uh, sidetracked. I, sure. my dad, uh, was in the army, but when he retired, I settled in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. My grandparents are from uh-huh. Rosepine, Louisiana, so I, uh, Chris, and I okay. have Louisiana ties. That's right. So we won't talk about Budan or uh, <laughs> Jambalaya or Etouffee too much.
1: Not too, uh, too much, but a yeah. little
0: bit. Um, so, Chris, talk to me about growing up. Have you uh, always grown up in Louisiana, lived in Louisiana? What kind of music was in the household as you were a young kid growing up? And let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Sure, sure. I've I lived in Hammond pretty much all my life. You know, I went, went to, you know, for a few years, I went to LSU. You know, I pretty much lived in Baton Rouge, which is, you know, maybe an hour away. So right, I pretty much kept local over here. And growing up, uh, see, my, my dad was more of a music fan than my mom, and he would play what I remember him playing, like uh, a a big Stones fan, Rolling Stones. Um, You know, he was always playing, playing, you know, Start Me Up and Ruby Tuesday are the songs I can remember playing in the house. And then he also was a big ABBA fan. Okay. I remember him having like ABBA's Greatest Hits and Dancing Queen was always on. And so, yeah, I kind of remember him being more the the music guy in in the house. Uh, What what else did he like? CCR, um, you know, not so much of a Beatles fan, like he had Beatles stuff, but I think he just kind of had it because he thought it was supposed to, is, is the vibe I get. But he was more of a Stones guy, you know? Okay. People say you're a, you know, either a Stones fan or a Beatles fan. He was definitely a Stones guy. So and that's kind of where I, I fall too.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Very interesting. When did you graduate from high school? In 1996, which um, is the year my
1: first Bruce concert.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Uh, how did you – so it's 96. This certainly is not – the era of springsteen no Um, not at all a lot of times you know people find him a lot of the older fans find him in the 70s with darkness and born to run and then you know in in the 80s you get the born in the usa that everyone in the world owned so 96 you're in high school how did you find bruce
1: yeah well okay i was um I, I play music, too. I, I still do this. That's what I do, I guess, for my job right now. So, oh. I, I, yeah, I, I'd still... I kind of just started playing around that time. For some reason, it was my senior year, I thought it'd be cool to walk around school playing a harmonica, which now I would find irritating. But, uh, you know, when you're 17, you find these things cool, right? So...
0: I, I wore <laughs> a an Army field jacket all the time because I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, there are things that... at the time um so you play harmonica what other instruments do you play
1: i play a uh, guitar and bass and i sing so yeah i do a lot of acoustic solo shows do a lot of a lot of bruce in my shows
0: oh nice we're gonna yeah. have to talk about that in a minute so yeah we can get back to that but um you're earning yeah. your living uh playing music right now i am yes oh, yeah well, very cool
1: stay-at-home dad during the day working musician at night
0: that is a winning combination. Yeah, though, yeah, it's working out for me right now. All right, so young Chris, uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, young- 90s haircut, got your harmonica. Um, were you, you know, like a Dylan fan or Willie Nelson? You know, there, there's no. there's people that have harmonicas as part of their act.
1: Not at all, not at all. I was I was a metal guy.
0: Okay. Um, you know, like like my, my first
1: stuff, you know, growing up, um, you know Def Leppard, Poison, Guns N' Roses, then you know, kind of got into the heavier stuff, Pantera, Metallica, Megadeth, that kind of stuff. So, all right, you know, for you know, from ages 10 to about you know, 16, 17, that was pretty much what I listened to was, was metal, hard rock. And I still do, but, but around 17, I, I you know, started playing guitar, started playing bass, you know, started doing these solo acoustic things and kind of got into more folksy type stuff. And walk around school, play harmonica. I had a teacher, uh, Matt Mose. I give him a shout out in case he ever hears this. Matt Mose. Hey Matt. Hey Matt, hey. Matt Mose. Yeah, he was um, you know, he was our teacher. He he came in my junior year. Um, you know, we were sixteen, and he was only I think twenty two at the time. So he was pretty pretty close to our age. So yeah, you know, we we, we like a lot of the same types of music. And he he, he at first turned me on to U two. Like I went through a big U two phase in the fall of my senior year. He, he let me you know, Joshua Tree and a lot of the older U2 stuff, and I went on a big U2 kick. Right. And, uh, and he had tried to turn me on to Bruce. You know, He's like, hey, if you like harmonica, you'd probably really dig Bruce Springsteen. Listen to The River, listen to Thunder Road, trying to, like, point some things out to me that they thought I, w- I would be into if I was, you know, walking around listening to these harmonica songs. Right. And I listened to them, and they're okay, they're okay, you know, but I didn't think too much about them. And then around the fall, no, sorry, January of 96, Bruce came around to New Orleans uh, on the ghost of tom joe tour okay and matt mose you know said hey would you like to go with me to see bruce i'm like sure why not you know it's kind of one of those check them off your list type things you, you know what i'm saying like, yeah.
0: like, chris before i get to that sure had you gone to a lot of shows you oh know, yeah me growing up in lake charles there was very few you may get a of country artists coming right uh you know my first uh, fog hat and ZZ Top, <laughs> I think, were my first concert. Right. This is before so, the
1: casinos and everything. Exactly. Right, yes. right.
0: Because right. I, I graduated in high school in 77, so this okay. was way back in the dark ages. But you're fairly close. You know, you're not that far away from Baton Rouge or New Orleans, I guess.
1: Right, right. So, yeah, yeah I actually had the, the, you know, fortune of seeing some some good shows at, at, up to that point. and And since then, you know, uh, I think— my parents took me to see Billy Joel when I was five. I'd seen oh, nice. Elton John and Diana Ross by the time I was about six or seven. You know, so I was I was real young when I was to go to concerts.
0: Very nice. Yeah. All right. So you've got your um your high school teacher that has seen you have this interest in music. Right. It's already given you, you two. And now he's like, Okay, let's get you to Bruce. That's right. And so he asked if you can go if you want to go to the show with him, right?
1: Right, right. So you know, okay. we get the tickets, and uh, we we go to he goes to the Tom Joe show. Um, yeah, of course, I I bought the Tom Joe tape at that point, and and you know, listen to listen to it pretty pretty regularly, kind kind of, you know, be familiar with, with what he was gonna play.
0: So and I'm gonna stop you again, Right sure. you're already better than I am because <laughs> my first time I saw him was on the Rising, and I had bought the Rising CD, but I had not yeah. I'd not done the homework, in other words. You know, the next time, like uh for Devils and Dust, oh. you know, I wore that CD out because I yeah. was really ready when I saw him perform next. You didn't so, study. I got yes, you. <laughs> yes, so you're doing your homework. That's
1: right. right. Well, I was in high school, so you know, it was kind of I kind of had to do my homework <laughs> oh, at that time.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right. <laughs> <That'd be> nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I'll listen to Tom Joe a lot. And actually, this, this is right around the time when the internet had first started being a thing. Right, 1995, right. 96. So I was able to look up the set list for that tour, right? What he yeah. had been playing. So I was able to go, okay, he's playing, you know, a few songs from Nebraska here. He's playing, you know, Streets of Philadelphia. He's playing, you know, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Just some of the songs that weren't on Town Joe that he was playing. Yeah. So I knew pretty much about what he may or may not play, you know, so. Okay. Um, anyway, we go to the show and it was fine, you know. Um, good show. But of course, I'm sure if you ask pretty much any Bruce fan, you, they're not going to, they wouldn't think that the Tom Joe show is going to be the one that's going to convert him to being a Bruce fanatic, right? Everyone always mm-hmm. talks about the, you know, Bruce and the E Street Band and, you know, oh, yeah. I saw him in 78 and it was a religious experience and, you know, he did he did a four-hour show. You, you know, the, the, the yeah. stories and the legends so, everybody tells, right? It was just a normal, yeah. laid-back, two-hour Tom Joachim show, you know, and it, and it was great.
0: Yeah, I just looked. I guess it was at the Sanger Theater. Right, the Sanger, exactly. Yeah, and it's in January, as you said. January 23rd, Uh, am I right about that? 22nd is what this says, but it's the internet, so it could be wrong. It's pretty close. Darn close. It looks like a really nice set list
1: yeah oh yeah yeah i mean look, looking back on it you know 20 20 years later you know I, I, you know aside from the tom jode songs if, if yeah. i'm going from
0: memory you know he did street
1: to philadelphia which he, he rarely does uh, right you know, he did darkness he did um a few, maybe nebraska i think he did um yes yeah, yeah. Th- this this hard land so yeah just yeah. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of songs that that nowadays will, will be considered rarities you know a lot of fans would would would
0: yeah uh did the bus stop at 82nd street yeah yeah exactly. uh, so yeah which okay. i didn't know at the time i, I didn't yeah. know
1: that one but um
0: so uh, no surrender which i bet was really cool oh yeah producing. yeah yeah it was a good show but it didn't change your life
1: well i won't say that okay it, the show itself didn't change my life but it got me listening to to Bruce you okay. know so like you know, like around that time, I started wearing out the the live, you know, seventy five, eighty five box set. I yes. started wearing out the greatest hits, so that kind of got me turned on to Bruce's, you know, electric side, you know, the E Street Band side. Right. And, you know, so pretty much by the time you know it, it you know, my graduation rolled around, I was I was a hardcore guy. You know, I, I was I was in it to win it. You know what I'm saying? I was I was a Bruce guy at that point. So it didn't it didn't take long. So.
0: So you're kind of in a good example. And I, you know, it's been said often that there's two kinds of people. There's the people that hear Bruce and go, ah, that was a pretty good show and move on. Right. And then the other people that go, oh, my goodness, I need to sell everything I own and go follow him on tour. Right. But, you know, that second sometimes takes a while. Yeah. Um, I've shared this story before, and I apologize, listeners, I'm repeating it, but, you know, it's. It's 2002. Um, It's the Rising Tour, and I, this was my first tour, heard him, and I felt like I was, I came in halfway through a movie, because a lot of the songs he was doing, I didn't know. Afterwards, I started going back and, and listening, and I started buying everything I could find, and just slowly became more and more obsessed with him. So sounds like we had a similar experience.
1: It Sounds very similar, you know, like like mm-hmm. you you go through the uh, the studio stuff, and that's not enough. And then you start, you know, kind of digging into, you know, you you read the set list for some of these old shows, and like, that's fantastic. And you know, like, you know, you start digging into bootlegs. And at the, mm-hmm. at the time, I got into the bootlegs. It was still on the ve- probably the very very end of the uh, cassettes, you know, like like the right. tape trade, you know, where you you would send somebody if you were lucky, you would send them. You know, say, say a show was on two two cassettes, you would send them four. You know, yeah. they would keep two, and they would send you two back. So I did, I did a few of those, and very happy to get them. And then a few years later, you know, CD burners were, you know, fairly common to have. Right. So, And then MP3s were becoming normal. So shows were pretty easy to get. But for a few years there, you know, I was into the tape trading thing.
0: Yeah, I, I can yeah. imagine. Um so that was the first time you seen him. Have you seen right. him since?
1: Oh yeah, I've seen him. Um, that was number one. I've seen him twelve times since. I've okay. seen him thirteen times overall. Which, as you know, you know, living living in the south, takes some work. You know,
0: it, it does. I've yeah. only seen him ten. Um, yeah, that's a lot too. It, yeah, and and really proud that it. Yeah, because. He doesn't always come to Texas, and no. he doesn't come to Louisiana that often, No, um, or anywhere around
1: here. You, you yes. got to work for it, you know. Atlanta is usually kind of my hub for for right. you know, when he comes on tour.
0: Um, have you ever seen him at the New Orleans Jazz Festival? I've seen him three times. I, I,
1: I guess every, every time he's played, I saw him in ninety no two thousand six. Yes. Um. You know the you know, year after Katrina. You know where right. he did that very you know very, at least down here a very talked about show. You know like people who were you know you know lived through Katrina and came back you know talk about it you know it's, they still talk about it with with you know tears in their eyes you know about how Bruce kind of was the one that helped them come back from from all that from all the Katrina stuff
0: you know I'm so glad you shared that Chris because I've by reading that I've gotten that idea and it seems like um, he has a special place in his heart. Uh, not just for New Orleans, but the Jazz Festival itself. I think so. I
1: think I think that show kind of warmed him up to, to doing that, that type of stuff. It, yeah. it may, maybe even festivals themselves, because he wasn't really doing too many of those type no. things before that.
0: It, you know, you have to kind of... You have to adjust your set list a little. You can't... Oh, yeah. Your normal three-hour show. Um, but um, I know that um, in 2012... Um, he didn't come anywhere close to Texas, and the closest he was going to come to New Orleans. And right. Linda and I, that's my wife, have never done a jazz festival. And we're like, she's like, oh man, we got to go because she's not a big Bruce fan, but she loves yeah. the city of New Orleans. And, you know, that thing was sold out like immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 It, it, gets,
1: it gets really full over there, you know. If, if yeah. You're,
0: yeah. If, if, mm-hmm. if you're claustrophobic or
1: yeah, it's not, not the place for you, but
0: Is, yeah is of those three shows is there any of them that stand out for you um well
1: see i saw him in in 2006 and and that was probably the very first official secret session show and then he did two of them in uh well he did 2012 on the wrecking ball and then he came last year 2014 i guess would would have been the high hopes tour um I guess my favorite of the three was probably the Wrecking Ball show. Um, Just because he was, you know, he was with E Street Band, you know, and and he he played some really cool stuff. Although he he did, uh, you know, he he made an attempt um, in in both subsequent shows, you know, in 2012 and 14 to kind of tie it into his um, 2006 show where he he would pull out a few of the Seeger Sessions songs, especially um, How Can a Poor Man stay in such times and live, which, you know, was great directly song. about everything yes. that happened after Katrina.
0: Yeah. Um, regardless of your politics. Yeah. Um, it's just a great song.
1: Absolutely. I, right. I, I covered it a few, like that came out in 2006 and, uh, I remember I covered that a, a lot of times around, around that year. Um, yeah,
0: I, I can, yeah. I bet that would be, it's such a great song. Um, a total of 13 shows. Atlanta is where you go for a lot. You were saying,
1: right. Atlanta tends to be where he goes pretty regularly in the South. That that's not too awful of a, of a trip from, from, you know, Louisiana, you know, so I've seen him in Atlanta. Let's see. um, I guess twice on the rising Mm -hmm. once on devils and dust. And Mm -hmm. then I saw him there for uh, working on a dream. And then, Okay. The opening night of the Wrecking Ball tour.
0: Oh, nice!
1: Yeah, and those are, are my Atlanta shows. Then I saw him. Uh, I've seen him in Houston. I've seen him in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. And I think think that might be all the places I've seen him in. When did you see him in Houston? That was on Magic, and that actually um, that's probably the best show I've ever seen that he did. Was was that Magic show? Two thousand eight in April, two thousand eight. Uh, at the uh, I guess the Toyota Center, Now I used to be the Compact Center, I think. Mm-hmm. And now it's yeah. the Toyota Center, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was a great show, just kind of loose. And you know, at the, it was kind of like the last, I don't want to say last gasp of the classic East Street band, but it, it was actually, I think, I think it was the last show they played before Danny Federici died. Um, you know, they had Charlie on, on organ, but Danny was still right, you know, with, with us, but you know, he was very sick yeah. at the time, yeah. Uh, because yeah. I
0: remember. I I was at that show, too. Oh, were you? Okay. Maybe, no, I was at, I did not go down to that one. I did Houston for the Working on the Dream, but not Magic. Magic, he was Dallas. But I remember in Dallas him saying, Danny and Patty send their love.
1: Right, right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, he he wasn't doing very well at the time. and, and right. And you know that was you know Clarence of course was still w- with the band at the time, um, and it's before they had all the all the backup singers and right. and horn section and all that, which is which is fine you know I, I enjoy that, but this was the last kind of like tight you know in my opinion sleek E Street band like it was the most rock and roll show I've ever seen him do yeah. like just where like anything goes kind of thing like right. he just started doing the signs mm-hmm. you know so like you know he he, he did. Um, E Street Shuffle, you know, I, which I had no expectation of ever hearing him do. Right. Um, you know, he did, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Alejandro Escovedo, I believe, yeah. came out at that show, and they did a song um, from his new, his, well, then released album. And then Joe Ely came out, and they did a song with him, and it was just just a great show, just like a hot and sweaty Texas rock and roll show, best I've yeah. ever seen him. Yeah.
0: You, so you think that Houston one, if you had to put, would be your favorite?
1: I think so. Out of the, out of the thirteen times, that that that's my number okay. one right there. Um, just from from a show perspective, you know, maybe nostalgia's sake, you know, I might rank some other ones above that. But that's a pure musical concert experience, that that Houston show is number one. And I don't know if people talk about that much because people don't talk about the the southern shows very much. Because you know, know, you always hear about you know, oh, he did. You know, 72 nights at Giant Stadium or he did, you know, he did, you yeah. know, 100 nights at Madison Square Garden, you know, in one year. OK, well, whatever, you know, all, all you Yankees, you get your shows. We, we get it, you know, but, you know, it, it was good to get, you know, what I feel was just a good Bruce show down here that you should go down in, in, in the Bruce books as, as one of the, the, the good ones.
0: I, I totally agree with you because... There is a – and I, I love my northern Bruce Buds. Oh, yeah. I, but, I, but there is a sense of – And that's jealousy talking right there. I, is, I didn't mean to put is, them down either. I know. It is, no, I, I'm <laughs> with you. It, it was like that on Dallas, Bon Jovi came out. Oh, okay. And uh, because he was the, he was going to be performing the next day in Dallas, and yeah. they did uh, Glory Days together, which was kind of fun. Yeah. But yes, it there is a when you live in Philly, when you live in Jersey, when you live in New York, he has you know he does multiple shows, and even it's so easy to drive. Exactly. Uh, you
1: know. I no, I I never realized until you know the last probably ten years that that you know. It's it's nothing to drive from New York to Philly or, or you know Boston or, or, or these places
0: you know, right? Like yeah, or two thousand fourteen last year he played up here in Dallas for the NCA tournament you know, right. at a free show, and then the next like week I drove or two weeks later to Nashville and I went from Dallas to Nashville to see him and then I cool. uh, then I went and saw him in Houston. Um, so I got to see three shows within a month, and I was ecstatic. Yeah. But it it you know I I had to drive to Nashville. <laughs> that's you know that's yeah that's, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's pretty a pretty good trip, trip. for from, from Louisiana it's pretty good trip so yeah from, exactly from you know, yeah. And, and So uh, I, I hear you I totally get you. Um, the so talk to me about Chris are there albums or songs that mean a great deal to you? deal to you or special memories about that Um, what you heard in concert or or uh you mentioned you've got little ones i don't know if you have any stories with uh bruce and them
1: i I don't yet necessarily i mean like you know as far as having having children you know like the, the only thing that really comes to mind is the song long time coming
0: you know you know um i hope i don't mess it up this time Exactly,
1: you know, or you know, you know, down below pulling on my shirt, you know, I've got some kids of my own, you know, like like, you know, that 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 was a song that 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 I'd done ac- acoustically at, at my shows, yeah. which no one cares about when I, you know, when I, the places I play, they want to hear, you know, Margaritaville and and you know, Hotel California, it's, it's these kind of places, you know, I'm playing for, for tips and for, you know, for restaurants, which is fine, you know, but, you know, when, when I can, I'll, I'll, I'll put in these songs that mean something to me, and that's always one that I like to play, it's long time coming, and, and you know, just, just after I had my kids, that song totally put brings out a whole new meaning, you, you know, when, you, when you're singing, it's like, I get it now, you know?
0: It, it really does, yeah. and, I, you know, that visual of him reaching through the sleeping bag, touching the belly oh, I know. and saying you know I hope I don't eff it up this time yeah and you know he's talked about it I guess in concert or something he says the true lyric should have been eff it up too much too much this time. <laughs> exactly. you know but he said that doesn't rhyme um, is a really special moment I, yeah. I will tell you Chris I'm I would be the exception uh, we were in Nashville and they had a uh, you know, we were at a restaurant, and a guy pulled up with his guitar, and he started playing. And so, you know, I went and I threw a five-dollar bill, and I said, "Hey, any—we're here for the Springsteen concert. You know, anything, Bruce, it's yours. You know, we—you know—appreciate it. And uh, you know, he did. I'm on fire. Yeah. And we all laughed, and we said, "Of course. You know, he's going to pick something pretty mainstream." I think if he had played long time coming, we all would have pulled the twenty out. You know, like exactly.
1: Oh, you we know, got I, a, this guy—he is a fan. That's what I should do. I need to. Uh, I need to follow the the next tour and maybe just kind of yeah, like, exactly. Pull out that, the, the GA line with my guitar and see what I can do. Yeah, that would be great.
2: <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, send my kids to college maybe. Oh uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of cool. Like, like, um, there's, like every now and then someone will request a Bruce song when, when I play. And, you know, I think to myself, like, well, do they really like Bruce or do they really just want me to play it cause I'm on Fire? Which is kind of my go-to sure. like, Gary Bruce song, you know? Um, well, it's, you know.
2: A,
0: it's a good song as far as, you know, a solo on a, you know, like um, Barry Gibb. After, you know, Barry Gibb tweeted how excited he was that Bruce did staying live when he was in Australia. Yeah. And then he did, uh, you know, I'm on fire um, afterwards, you know, a couple of weeks later in honor of Bruce. and Okay. I so, know yeah, okay. it makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, you wonder, you know, and maybe you could throw in Thunder Road. Someone might be happy.
1: Right. Um, all right. I've, done, I've done Dancing in the Dark before, but of course yeah. on acoustic, you know, it, it's just not, you know, doesn't have the same... Is, no, you know, the Courtney Cops version, you know.
0: In in fact, I think when you do "Dancing in the Dark" as an acoustic, it when you take away the upbeat, you know, sounds and the things, it really talks about how. What a strong song that is! That's a little overshadowed by oh yeah you know, the beat the, and and the dread comes out in it, you know. It is and yeah, um, which is I think a lot of times um, Bruce does that as a musician. He, you know, there's a reason why Born in the USA he does this anthem versus this, you know, kind of low sad. You know acoustic things that he's done in the you know also because right. he wa- he wants that dichotomy i guess of the big sound and then the words so very right nice. That one one draws
1: you in and then you know yeah. i guess you're forced to, to pay attention at that point and you might as well have a message behind it absolutely i guess he's done that time and time again exactly
0: so i have a good friend named sarah hickman she is a singer songwriter uh was picked up by electra did a couple albums um, you know, didn't okay. sell a lot. She's now, she's done probably a dozen albums and she's made a career, uh, music and, um, she supports herself performing and singing. Okay. She was actually the, um, the Texas musician for like 2013, 2014. Great. So it's just a really thing. But early in her career, like in 1987, 88, when she just was starting, she, did like what you're talking about, you know, would be at pizza places yeah. and, and, you know, would sing. And every once in a while she tried to put in one of her own songs or something, you know, a little um, more, a little more low key or a little, little more death. And she <laughs> told the story, you know, play, play Louie Louie beach <laughs> you know, it's,
1: yeah
0: yeah that's a highlight of my life right exactly <laughs> just, yeah. just play Louie Louie Beach. and so man <laughs> you know i I'm, I'm i'm sure you have your set of go-to songs that oh yeah people love to hear
1: that i, I know work you know night after night and mm. you know um but yeah it depends on the crowd you know if, if it's an attentive crowd that, that that's like, a tipping well and you know i'll, I'll kind of Keep it conservative, you know, if it's just kind of crowd sitting there chatting or drinking or just kind of eating, you know, I'm kind of more or less background, you know, then I might throw in my obscure, you know, Springsteen, U2, Ryan Adams, Wilco type, you know, weird stuff. You know, weird, weird to, not weird. Yeah. You know, weird to other people, I like guess. Well, this, I'm you sure
0: know. you just said Margaritaville. I'm sure, you know, peaceful, easy feeling. I'm Eagles, you yep. can't go wrong with. Oh, I got, I got um, a ton
1: of Eagles in my set. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um. You know, you... As my dad, who played guitar all his life, he says, "You, in in Louisiana, you can never go wrong by playing a Hank Williams song." That's true. So yeah. I don't know if yeah, what you do that, but I mean, you know, it is. I could do it, one Hank hey Jr.
1: song, but yeah, yeah. oh, very yeah. Nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, So that that's very very cool. Um,
1: but so, if, I, if I can, if I, but if I can just uh, kind of go back to um, sure. one, one thing, um, we're, we're talking about, you know, saying. You know, someone requests Bruce, you know, I kind of like try to gauge how much of a fan they are, you know, tends right. to be I'm on fire. There's this one couple that's been coming in, you know, lately at, at the restaurant I play on, on, on Wednesday nights and uh, they had gone to, I think, the, uh, the Houston, um, I guess, I guess it was. High hopes. I guess it was last year. The amp- whatever amphitheater he put yeah. Lake like Front or, or yeah, anyway. No, yes.
0: Atlanta. no oh, was, oh, Woodlands, the Woodlands. Yes, theater. it was. Yeah. Um that was the third show I saw. Okay, you went to uh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was um absolutely wonderful show. Um a couple of highlights and I'll hear your story. Is they did one step up. Um, which they well, had done as yeah, a that's uh, the first. one that they
1: talk about. But um, yeah. she, she requests that one. I, I do that one. And she said, do you know One Step Up? I'm like, I sure do. <laughs> and so whenever they come in, I'll play that one and a few other you know, obscurities. But I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, no. That's, uh, that's amazing. Um, because they also did um, Two Young Brothers, and it's on YouTube. Oh, I've seen that. Yes, yeah, when they did "No Surrender," and that's the
1: best thing to watch, man. They were just having the best
0: time of their life, man. That I believe. Oh my god! It is. There's so much joy, and they yeah. knew all the lyrics, and it was just awesome. You're you're right. Yeah, I think about like
1: when I got into Bruce. You know, I was I was 17, and like you know, like that would have been me. You know. Yes. Like like they're they're right around the same age, maybe maybe a little bit younger, but they were just like uh, I think they had the older brother with the younger brother. Yeah, he and he said like. I-
0: You know, I pulled my brother out of school to go to your concert. Yeah, busted out of class. Um, Yeah, uh, just so fun. Oh, I bet that was. I I know it's always fun to play music, though. I'm sure it sometimes it can be a um, a chore depending on the audience, right?
1: Well, yeah. I don't. I won't say anything too bad about it. You know, like like anything. Sometimes it can become, you know, a job if if you let it. You know, but you know, it's. It's it's one of the better jobs. I'll say that you know it's definitely got its upsides. Yeah, you know it. Um,
0: I have a friend. Um, I have some friends who have been on the radio uh, doing talk show hosts, and we weren't close, but we were we had gotten to be casual friends. And um, you know, um, Richard said, "Look, I'm not going to try to tell you that." hosting a talk show is like roofing a house and you know, in July. Yeah. He says, but you know, there is a little bit of work involved where there is some preparation, there's some done and you gotta juggle. And sure. I think the same thing for you. Certainly, you know, getting up there and playing guitar and entertaining people, um, you know, there's a lot worse jobs. But there is a skill and some work to it because you've got oh, a audience um, and determine what songs you're going to do. Right. going to get a feel, right.
1: There, there's that. And then, you know, you gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta get in at three and four in the morning and wake yes. up with a, a baby at, at you know, six in the morning or seven, yes. you know, it's that, that type of thing, you know? Oh, um, absolutely. yeah. Um, but all in all, I have no complaints. You know, my, my wife, you know, has a, a good day job and, mm-hmm. and she, I've been blessed to have, you know, let her, let me, do what I do, so I have no complaints. That's
0: nice. Yeah. Um, and um, do you when you're home? Do you sing the kids to sleep? <laughs> I'm
1: not sure if they want me to. <laughs> um, yeah. I never, I never really did that. Um. Okay. I never, I never got the feeling that they wanted me to. <laughs> um, um, you know, uh, and I, I never tried to push my music on them too much either. Um, yet, you know, like, like it's, it's always. It's there if they want it. You know they've heard it in the car. You know Bruce or anything else I might have been into at the time. There's definitely you know guitars around the house when they're when they're ready or if they if they ever want to be ready to to play. There's you know there's guitars, basses.
0: How old is the little ones?
1: Uh, Well, see, I have a 14 year old, uh, an eight year old, a five year old,
0: and a one year old. Okay, you. Yeah, I got a. You have a full house. Got the full set right there. Um, I. I, I do not know your fourteen year old. I don't know your eight year old. I, I will tell you though, my dad played the guitar all my life and um I regret that I never learned from him now really? that he's gone. Yeah. Now I don't know if I had been would have been in the middle stage at fourteen or fifteen to have him teach me. Sure. But you know, now at fifty five and he's gone. That's a sadness that I I keep one of his guitars in the living room, and wow. uh, it gets me a little sad sometimes that I can't pick it up and play it because I know it'd make me feel, you know, I'd would re- remember him and think about him. So sure, but your 14-year-old might go, Dad, why are you whipping me? You're making me learn the guitar? So
1: <laughs> no, actually, he did come to me, you know, um, yeah, a few months ago, and um he said he wanted to learn and I and we had a couple of lessons I, I taught him a few things and then he hasn't really pursued it too much since then but there's that little spark that's there so I think you know there's part of him that wants to learn and maybe it is weird you know learning from from me maybe you know he'd do better learning from from somebody else you know a right. more of a neutral party I don't know but you know I'm definitely willing to, to sit down with any of them and, and show. interesting yeah no,
0: um, I think it's um, you know Bruce is one, you know, one of his sons has gone into music. The other one is a firefighter and then, right. you know, his daughter is model and, you know, doing show. Oh, yeah. They're all, they're all doing pretty
1: good.
0: Yeah, they are. Um, I, I, so, yeah, I I have a theory that I think Bruce is ready to be a grandfather. That's why I he I've heard you talk him. about that. Yeah. yeah. He brings the kids on stage so much. So I, I'm going to stick with that theory.
1: I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think yeah. he's, actually he's probably a little bit older than, than the age of, of a lot of right. people who become grandfathers because he, he had his kids yeah. probably a little bit later than, than most of them. He, he was about 40, later than 40 when he had his, his first child. So, um, yeah, I think he definitely wants to be um, a grandfather. I think, you know, in the last probably what, two or three tours, he, he's definitely up, you know, up. The, the kids coming on stage and singing, yeah. you know, waiting on a sunny day and, and bringing, like you said, the kids to do No Surrender and yes. those type of things. So, yeah, I think, um yeah, I think uh, I think old man Bruce is ready.
0: I think <laughs> so, so, too. I, yeah. I, I believe, you know, when Nashville, um, a little girl had a um, she had the Rolling Stones and, uh, you know, logo and she had wanted uh I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Oh. And so the E Street Band tou- covered it. Oh, yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine said, uh, if your kid's got a sign, Jesse, they darn sure aren't going to have a Rolling Stones song on there. I go, "Yeah, I, I probably not. I would probably urge my kid to have a Bruce uh, a song on. But, hey, I was glad she wanted it.
1: That's kind of my thing. You, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, like, I'm like, oh, wow. Well, it's kind of cool that he's doing these signs. But really, you know, that's. That's five minutes where I could hear, you know, ties that bind. I really need to hear Proud Mary and Satisfaction, but that's, you know, that's a whole other <laughs> discussion. I no, I,
0: you know, Chris, uh, <laughs> you, know? you are right online with my friend Sam. Yeah. He, he says if, like, he could go find Never Hearing Badlands again in, on a show. Yeah. He said, if I, if I, I will give up Badlands to get something from Ghost of Tom Joad. Yeah. You know, from that album. But as we've talked about often, every show is someone's first show. Exactly. they want to hear that. Um, We talked a little bit about special memories or stories. Um, How much of Bruce influenced you um, doing this singing for a living? Or do you think you would have done that even if you hadn't found Bruce?
1: That's a good question. I mean, I was already playing music, and I'd already been playing in bands before I got into – you know the the music of Bruce, but um, I, I think you know getting getting into him and and you two right around the same time opened me yeah. up to 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 different styles of music, which probably lends themselves more to you know being able to pick up just an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and, and and getting up there and, and and you know singing by yourself or with us you know
0: yeah you know just
1: a small accompaniment so. And, and, and it opened up the, the types of songs you can do. And then, you, you know, especially the, the types of songs that people want to hear. People don't want to hear, you know, in, in, a, in an everyday setting, they don't want to hear metal and hard rock all the time. Right. You know, they, they want to hear stuff that they hear on the radio, pleasant type stuff. And Bruce yeah. kind of, I guess, I don't want to say softened me, you, you know, but no, he kind of, you know, opened my mind to, um, you know, learning that type of stuff, kind of getting out the, you know, teenage metalhead Mind, mindset, you know.
0: Yeah, and I'm—I certainly am not going to judge. You know, I grew up in an era of top forty, and I've confessed that I, I loved Barry Manilow and Elton John and yeah. James Taylor and Queen and all these people. Of course, you did. And, and yeah. So, and my son loved Metallica, and oh, yeah. he went through these stage. But I do think there is a little more depth. To you two and Springsteen, and and I don't mean anything ugly against you know any Judas Priest or Poison <laughs> or or any of these um, other well, they, bands. They you a different feeling, you right? You, I well, do I think guess. it's a different. Yeah, thing. yeah,
1: yeah. Bruce definitely makes you think more and and, and makes you feel more. Mm-hmm. Of course, and the other stuff just kind of it's more visceral, I suppose. Yes. You know, it's good for that. You know, when you want to go out for a run or you just want to, you're, you're mad about something, you know, it, it's good for that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, just getting that aggression out, you know, but, but yeah, definitely the, the, the Bruce and the U2 and, um, mm-hmm. you know, where does it go from there? You know, um, Coldplay, you know, kind of trips right. down to bands like that that I'm into, um, you know, they kind of give you more of that universal feeling, if that's
0: no it makes any sense it makes a lot of sense yeah um so if we're all hoping that we're going to get a tour that's that's the word on the street right yes it is if we get another tour and it's close to you first off um with four kids how far will mama let you go to see him
1: (laughs) well hopefully mom will come with me
0: oh is she a fan too
1: um, I think so. At this point, um, uh, she's been to God. Uh, if I've been to thirteen, she's probably been to at least half of those with me. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, th- I think you know, I wouldn't rule out another trip to Atlanta or or, or Houston in the future if, if need be. I mean, you know, best case scenario, who comes into the Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah.
1: But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not counting on a miracle. You know. With well, that one,
0: because... Um, yeah, you know. if it comes close to Dallas, we'll have to kind of coordinate, it, and I'll freak my wife out, like, oh, Chris is fine, I met him on the internet, he can stay in yeah. our house. <laughs> well,
1: well, well, yeah, well, actually, I'll, I'll be one, one of the first guys you meet, right? In, yeah. The, the, the female fans that, that you meet that, um, at, at the shows, isn't that what you exactly. tell your wife?
0: Exactly, that's so, right.
1: Tell her I'm not threatening, okay?
0: I will. So we get a tour, what are some songs on your wish list? that you hope to hear him perform live
1: man um i want to say i've almost seen everything i really 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 want to see
0: nothing wrong with I'm, that is there a couple though that are favorites like i have, no, no, i'm sure there's something you, you know I, I say that you, yeah. you know um i have heard land of hope and dreams multiple times oh, I've heard every one. time he plays that i i get thrilled
1: exactly oh. you know that's, that's a song i i enjoy. Um, I finally got my jungle land when I when I saw him in Atlanta in uh, two thousand nine. That was kind of my uh, my white whale. You know, it was, okay. it was jungle land, and I finally got it. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good. Like anything else from here is land Yap, as we say down here. Sure. Um, but uh, God, w- w- what what have I seen him play that I would like to see him play? It, you know, it, it had to be something just kind of off the wall, okay. random, like um, racing in the street. You know, I've never seen that one. You know, um, or maybe
0: now. When did you see him on the Devils and Dust tour? I did. I did. So see him. you got to hear a long time coming.
1: A long time coming. I got to yeah. hear um, you know, all, all the Devils and Dust songs. No, not all of them, but but yeah, you know, but probably, probably a yeah. good chunk of them. Yeah. Um, and he and he did Incident on Fifty Seventh Street at that show, which all um nice. was was kind of was my uh, other favorite song, you know. And so I, I I like to see that one with with a full band. You know, I saw him do it. Sure acoustic or I guess he was on piano when he did it but um you know if I could see that one with a band that'd be great but you know I can already say I've seen it technically you know it's on my checked off list
0: um one of mine is um I went to school at McNeese there in Lake Charles and Joe LeBlanc is their fight song that's right when they did that in Australia a year or so ago I was just amazed that first off someone brought that from the sign and he did it. Uh, I would. All the way over there too. Yeah. I would, uh, I may have to change my shorts excitement <laughs> after if he played that at a show. That would be cool. Yes. It was. Yeah. Um, he, did he
1: write that one or was that a cover of an old Cajun song? Yeah. That's
0: an old Cajun song. And he, okay. did, he did a cover. Yeah. He did a cover on it. He originally was going to record it. And then, uh, Gary U.S. Bonds, he gave it to him, and yeah. we was saying background. So that would be fun. Um, I yeah, I, there's there's songs that would mean a lot to me. And here, uh, I'm just hoping for a tour, right?
1: I think so. Uh, I yeah. think so. That, and you know, I'd like a tour. You know, um, you know, right now we we're we're hearing a short, short, small tour. You know, which means probably what Philadelphia, Boston, New York. You know that's, Washington DC. I, yes.
0: Yeah. Who who knows?
1: You know. They're just, Chicago.
0: They're just so. <laughs> I just love them.
1: Uh, I know. Yeah. And uh, no one, no one's to stop us from going up there and singing. Absolutely, so there we, we go. Complain. Um
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> pack up
1: the kids. Let's, let's take a road trip. Yes, yeah,
0: or you know, we can convince. Um, your lovely bride and my lovely bride like yeah chris and i are gonna drive up and air <laughs> times on the car and that way we can go that's right uh chris, that would be awesome yeah Chris, this has been so much fun i appreciate yeah. it much um if someone wants to reach you how can they
1: uh well my, um i'm on facebook chris broussard uh that's okay. b-r-o-u-s-s-a-r-d uh, chris standard spelling c-h-r-i-s um and i'm in the picture with a white shirt playing the guitar. If you ever, if you want friend to friend me, I don't know. I don't really do Twitter too much. But I think I have a Twitter, but um, I don't really use it, so uh, probably no no good. And then an email is broussard my last name the number forty one at gmail.com. So those are two good ways to reach me.
0: All right, um, and Chris, uh, where do you normally play? Um, let's you can you know let's uh, give you a little uh, publisher gigs.
1: Sure. Well, if any uh, Hammond area people are listening to the show. I'm at K Street Seafood Station every Wednesday night. That's on K Street, Hammond, and um, then other than that, I'm at, I'm at just wherever I can. Um, okay, can, can get a gig, you know, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, um, Slidell, oh. places like that. Um, you know, try to try to keep it within, you know, hour or two hour drive from, sure. from where I live.
0: So, um, um, when I go, um, sometime when I go see my mom in Lake Charles, I'll have to convince and try to go. Uh, that, you know, two or three hours over and see you. And, and, um, oh, yeah, man, I would, I
1: would do an entire Bruce set for you, man. I, promise.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I would mess you up and ask for u two's one. I and you're that. like, what? What? No, Jesse, you've got to ask for Bruce.
1: Actually, I would enjoy that, man.
0: I, I, I could do, trust me, I could do.
1: You know, an hour of Bruce and you two easy, if okay. not more for you. That'd,
0: be, that'd yeah. be a blast. That would be so much fun. For me, too. You
1: know, like, if people request that stuff, that, that's what makes the shows for me. You know, it makes it fun for me.
0: Absolutely. You know, Chris, when they get word on um, the show, hopefully we're going to get a tour, I may have you back on and you and I that's do great. a um, jealous segment of what, <laughs> uh, what what shows we can't go to. Um, I know. Yeah,
1: that, oh, I wish I'd seen that. Oh, I wish I'd seen
0: yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I feel your pain, man. I'm, I'm glad I finally talked to
1: somebody who, who, uh, who could feel my pain about the, the lack of love we get around here and, and the work it takes to be a Bruce fan down here.
0: Absolutely. I, 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 I feel like we've, we've become... Brothers, man. That's right. Southern
1: Bruce Brothers. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Southern Blood Brothers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Listeners, if you want to be on the podcast and talk about Bruce and all that implies, please send an email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. That's what Chris did. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter at setlustingbruce. We'd also appreciate you going to iTunes to rate and review us. That is one of the main ways people find us. Chris, this has been a blast. I've enjoyed Absolutely. it. Uh, thank you so much. For now, we're going to close with, well, now down below and pulling on my shirt. Yeah, I got some kids of my own. Oh, great. Well, if I had one wish for you in this God forsaken world, kid, it'd be that your mistakes will be your own, that your sins will be your own. It's been a long time coming, my dear. It's been a long time coming, but now it's here. And now it's here. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon.